Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Life never gives you what you deserve, but what you decided. Welcome to Practical Magic Prosperity, the 156th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Tara Feladuratoya. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelociRose.com. You may call me Ode. And I am still not car. Mary Meet. My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother, and my husband still cannot ascend the stairs no, to join still us. Still trapped on the first floor. <laughs> trapped on the first floor. He's hoping we're getting to the point where we might need to do some healing magic. Uh-huh. You know, something. Something. But in the meantime, it's just Gwyn and I. Yes, it is. And by the way, I have to say, that is amazing how you were able to pronounce that person's last name, <laughs> because that was, sounded like a tough one. It's uh, Nigerian. Ah, did you have to practice? Yes. Well, it was very effective. <laughs> and I love the quote. Can you read that again? Yeah. Life never gives you what you deserve, but what you decided. I like that. So before we get into our topic, we're going to be doing our housekeeping as usual. We have a speaking engagement coming up, a teaching uh, coming up. Coming Saturday. This upcoming Saturday at Elements in Kalamazoo, where we're going to be teaching the New Gods class. Mm-hmm. 5 p.m. Yes, that's right. They have a Facebook page. You can find out how to get there from the Facebook page mm-hmm. and come see us. Yep. And then I think that's it for asking time. Oh, we're house kept. And house kept. No, I can't believe you almost forgot. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. The I think we did forget one time. We did, yeah. And it's like, ooh, something's missing. Mm-hmm. So house sweeping is what was missing. Mm-hmm. Our house was dirty that week. <laughs> we're going to be talking about prosperity magic and money spells and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Another one of those little, like, it's not really a series, but we mm-hmm. may do a few other episodes where we talk about different kinds of spell work and things like yeah, that. Yeah, little different isolated mm-hmm. concepts of practical magic. Because let's face it, I was reading an article, and when it comes to witchcraft, the two most asked about mm-hmm. forms of topics. magic, topics, are love mm-hmm. and money. Yep. <laughs> those are the two main things. And, and the highest is, concerns. They really are. But m- money as a topic in spellcraft is actually quite large. It is. Because there's people- a lot of different things you can do. Exactly. Uh, and it actually has a long history as well. There were some papers I wanted to read, but they were behind paywalls on uh, JSTOR, uh. so I couldn't actually read the papers. I only got to read the abstracts. But we know that there were spells and, and amulets for money and mm-hmm. for prosperity in ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. in ancient Greece, which are some of the civilizations that have the most... Ancient China, some of the civilizations that have the most extensive histories yeah. of uh, applied magic, let's Rome. say. Rome had yep. uh, deities also that worked with money and wealth. And right, prosperity. yeah, there are, there are obviously lots of gods who are associated with prosperity in addition to just humans doing magic. And of course, oftentimes, especially in the ancient world, those concerns were intertwined Mm because you would propitiate a god to do some magic. That's right. It was all one thing. But so money is one of those, as long as money has been around, people have been doing magic about money. And I think Rabbit puts in the the correct theme here or the correct Yes, you have to pay to read about prosperity spells. To read about 
Yeah, there are some academic papers I, I came across while I was looking this up about the history, and uh, and they were all behind paywalls. It was very frustrating. Welcome to capitalism, <laughs> as Elle says, and as you have said many, many a time. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is capitalism. But no, my, my thought was like, you know, a lot of times when people think about money spells or money as a topic in spellcraft, mm -hmm. they really think of like fast cash, fast money yeah. type of things, or maybe a job spell sometimes. But Really, I think when they're, what they're thinking is fast. You know, how can you get money in your pocket yeah. anyway? There's actually a, a broader series of topics because you could be talking about dealing with a loan. You could be talking about dealing with financial or bank managers. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be talking about personal finances and how you deal with money. You can, I mean, you can even extend this out to prosperity as a mm -hmm. subject, aside from just money. Exactly. Encompasses a much wider range of topics. It can include food security. Mm -hmm. It can include your mortgage or, or like the state of your house, mm -hmm. the, the money you need or the resources you need to fix your plumbing or your exactly. wiring or whatever. You know what it is? It's all that pentacles energy from the tarot. Mm -hmm. Anything that a pentacles card relates to, that's, this is what this kind of spell work is about. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's an important thing to start off with is that we're not just talking fast cash, yeah. which to be fair- No, no, those, that, are, those are good legit. and valid spells. I've used those spells yep. before, they're legit. But I think for tonight's purposes, we wanna encompass the fact that money magic is has a much broader range than sometimes I think at least people new to the craft think about, or just people outside the craft right. looking for a money spell. They, they think it's all about fast cash when it's much bigger. And something else I want to bring up while we're still talking about sort of the abstract topics is that there's a real connection between prosperity as a concept and harvest as a concept. Mm -hmm. Because especially in the ancient world, most of your prosperity, most of your wealth, came from harvest harvest or or from your livestock mm -hmm. it came from tangible things that you produced mm -hmm. uh, that you had to put effort into to get value out of so it would be having healthy livestock or healthy chickens mm -hmm. or healthy fields all, all, those, all that kind of thing all yeah. those things you know a good harvest you know lots of rain so that the crops but not grow, too much rain not too much just the the right amount of rain right 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 amount of rain right, right, amount, right amount of sunlight yeah lots of the the gods and lots of the work that has to do with harvest mm -hmm. can also be associated with prosperity and back in the day and probably still today too a lot of that can also include family uh, the expansion of a family bringing people into your circle not even just blood related but having that prosperity of relationships you know that that can be part of prosperity and abundance as well i think people always assume it's objects but sometimes it can be larger that's my personal view. sure yeah i don't vibe with that so much because i like okay. a small family i don't I want know. it to grow i know, I know. <laughs> Prosperity is just having the things you need. Yeah, to live the life you want to live mm -hmm. and comfortably. Mitsa says, I was just about to ask that. That is the definition of prosperity that I try to work with. Yeah, which and varies from person to person, yeah. obviously. That is an individual decision of what does mm -hmm. prosperity look like and mean for you. And there is a community adjacent issue here, certain circles, certainly in, in heathenry, um, mm -hmm. because we have the concept of gebo, we have the gift exchange, mm -hmm. where it's important for your prosperity to be not something you hoard, but something that you pay back into your community. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Wealth is supposed to be mobile. Right. It's not supposed to sit in one place and accumulate forever. You don't want to be Scrooge McDuck. Right. You want to give your wealth out. So that you can get more back. 
-hmm. It's not like, it's not a charity issue. It's a, it's an exchange issue. Exactly. And I think we have a really fucked up relationship with money in Mm -hmm. the United States in particular. And I know in a lot of other modern countries, we have a really fucked up relationship with money. We think giving value to someone Mm -hmm. is charity, especially because our society perceives wealth as having and retaining money, mm-hmm. not spending things. money, Yeah, which I, I don't get because the whole point of money, literally the reason we invented money mm-hmm. was so that we could exchange it for goods and services. Right, right. So that we could make it easier for my goods and services to be translated to like an abstract value that could be given to someone else for their mm-hmm. goods and services. And so that like if thing. I had something they didn't want, I could give it to someone else, get money and give them the money in exchange for the thing that I want. Just like an intermediary step in bartering. Mm-hmm. But we fucked it all up and now we've, we've valued the money itself instead right. of the things the money can get for you. So I think maybe getting back to the magic part of mm-hmm. this, is, you know, it does come down to what is the intention behind the, the spells that right. you are trying to create? You know, are you trying to create abundance or do you, are you trying to create fast cash? I think even aside from that, so I have never done a, a money spell where I just wanted money mm-hmm. in an abstract sense. Mm-hmm. I've always done money work when I need a specific amount of money mm-hmm. to do a specific thing. Or I need a continuing flow of money to ensure I have necessary resources. Right. I think that makes more sense for money magic. When it's not just like you want money in an abstract sense, Mm -hmm. but it's like you want money to accomplish something. Exactly. And I think that that is going to be a more successful spell. Although there are successful fast cash, fast money spells where people will get money they need. But then the question is, what do you want that money for? Do you just, do you have a specific goal or do you just feel like I can't do anything because I don't have any money? Right. So you create this spell and you get the money, but then you find yourself needing more because you don't really know right. what to you've do just, with it. You've just created a cycle of wanting more and more money. Right. Instead of using that money to accomplish tasks or acquire mm. things. Or to create a sustainable cash flow. Right whether through job a rhythm. a rhythm, what is it that you need the money for? Is it a specific thing or do you just want money? And sometimes I think people who are asking for money spells, probably people outside of the craft who don't really understand how magic works. Mm-hmm. I think they just want money. Right. So they can do what they want without necessarily changing knowing, their lifestyle. Or, or even knowing what they want. Right, exactly. They may not know exactly what they want it for. They may just want to have money so they can have money and right. feel like they have it. Feel, feel more secure. Feel more secure. But again, I think it also, this comes into another type of spell one could do, which, which would be more of a personal growth and development type of spell. Do you need money because you are you're not good at spending and saving. Do you need to work on that first and then do your other money cash spell? Do you see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Okay. I think the emphasis on poor people should be saving more. That's where people could go with that. No, that was not what I was saying at all. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about as someone who doesn't always spend my money wisely, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense for me to do a certain kind of fast cash to just get money to just get money if I'm not going to use it wisely. I guess you could do a money spell where you sort of put conditions on the money. 
that's true. If I get this money, I will use it for X mm-hmm. only. If you need that kind of structure. Yeah. You could do money magic straight up just with your budget. Yeah. I, and in fact, I think that would probably be great <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, to do a to do a spell that helps you. If you have trouble budgeting, do a spell that helps you to budget wisely. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you could you could write conditions into your budget as you're writing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because writing is a, is a, a really easy pathway into magic. Mm-hmm. You could easily, as you're writing your budget, include, I will have X amount to for this part of my budget. Mm-hmm. And do a little spell work on making sure you have that amount. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. really interesting. I've never, I've never done that. But that seems intuitively like it should work. <laughs> it protect protect me, me from Amazon. Yep. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Lead me not into Etsy, says Swan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But no, seriously, why can't we use people? A lot of people use magic for um, self-improvement mm-hmm. to help them to be able to feel more love for themselves and then share it with others. Mm-hmm. The same type. Why couldn't somebody do a spell that is focused on money, but on learning how to spend that money that they receive wisely. I think I would call, I think I would do that as an oath or something Yeah. where I would be making a contract mm-hmm. to only spend my money in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I would be supernaturally obliged to maintain that contract. I can see that. Cause like something about me is that if I make a deal with myself or a deadline for myself, it doesn't work mm-hmm. <laughs> because my brain knows there are no actual consequences. <laughs> but if I make an oath to a deity, that's a different thing. Yeah. There's another consciousness there holding me responsible. But what if we're talking about an atheist witch who does not work with deity? Well, I can't help them with that. All I, I can say is this is what I would do. What you would do. It would be something interesting to explore. Because there's all kinds of magic out there for self-improvement. Sure. So I think that this could flow into that as well. So obviously a broad topic that just got broader. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen decided we were actually going to talk about self-improvement today. <laughs> <laughs> we can get off this kitten trail. So something I, I wanted to bring up is that this isn't the money magic idea or the prosperity magic idea. Mm-hmm. Isn't even in the modern day really limited to witches because no. Christians have that whole prosperity gospel. Oh, they, they surely do. do. Mm-hmm. They which just... is the, the health and wealth. Mm-hmm. Name it, claim it. Yeah. Now, I do have some qualms with that mm-hmm. because there seems to be a moral component to it. There, There is, sort of, I think. The implication seems to be that if you are morally correct, mm-hmm. if you are sufficiently unsinful, mm-hmm. you should have wealth, be prosperous, mm-hmm. and that if you are not prosperous, it is clearly because you done have done wrong. something wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, you have erred. Yeah. There is definitely that component there, and it's brought a lot of problems. To yeah, people. that it brought a lot of guilt to people. Yeah, that part is dubious to me, and mm-hmm. I don't like it. I'm hoping we're not going to do a pagan version of prosperity gospel here. I don't think money magic should have anything to do with your like. No, I guess not. Your moral goodness. No, there should not be guilt in this. Like, right? I think even when like if your money magic fails, it's not because you're a bad witch. No, uh-uh. it's just because the the circumstances weren't right, right? Or something went wrong. Sometimes magic doesn't work. Then that breaks. just happens. Sometimes mm-hmm. you picked a bad target. Like doing money magic for a billion dollars is very unlikely to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Or there was more than one intention and it got right. muddled. Or, or doing a Doing a spell to win the lottery yeah. is very unlikely to succeed because your odds are already astronomically bad. Mm-hmm. Improving your odds doesn't improve them substantially enough 
mm-hmm. for you to actually win the lottery, right? right. So sometimes that's why it spell fails. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, it is because you didn't have a clear enough intention or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or sometimes it just wasn't just in the cards. Mm-hmm. Or it could be you were expecting fast cash and it's a slower process that's going to bring you what you were looking for and maybe in a different form. It could be. Or it could be that it just didn't, it didn't work. work. Sometimes mm-hmm. that happens. Sometimes it does. Uh, and you never figure out why. And that's not a moral failure at all. No, think. and I think too many times that's what happens is people think, oh, I'm not, I'm a bad witch or, you know, I shouldn't be a witch or I did something wrong. I got a, I got a part wrong or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's not got anything to do with that. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Nitsa says, I do see this sentiment repeated in spell books. I opened one of mine to the abundance chapter to see. And one recipe says, if you want to attract abundance, make sure you have a balance of giving as well. I feel like these are the silent threads of the Wiccan don't be selfish type feels that has permeated all witchcraft and only is relevant if that's how you practice. Right. It's kind of like sneaking in the phrase and it harm none to any spell you do, especially, you know, whether it's a job spell or Mm -hmm. a love spell or a money spell or whatever, there's an, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I want, I get what I want. Right. Which we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. That's not really possible in the, with the way our society works. Mm -mm. No. If you get the job, someone else doesn't Mm -hmm. get the job and that might be okay for them and it might not and you have no way to know that because you don't know who the other applicants even are and it could even come down to to scholarships and Mm -hmm. grants and things like that if you if you do a spell to get uh, financial aid financial aid for school Mm -hmm. or for for a hospital bill or whatever there are limited there are limited resources yeah every kind of magic you do is going to have consequences for someone Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like added, tacking on an Anna harm none to the end is sort of a cop-out. A little bit. It lets you feel morally pure mm-hmm. asking for a selfish thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it, it's, it comes down to that whole charmed thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's better for your magic, and I think it's better for you as a person to yeah. just accept, like, well, what I want or need in this situation, uh-huh. only one person can have. Right. And I want that person to be me. And I'm doing everything I can to weigh the scale in my favor so that I am the one person who gets this. Mm -hmm. And then you can, if you're so inclined, try to make it right in other ways, right? You can give back to your community in other ways, but you're never going to be able to give your job to that other person, right? Right. Once you have the job, it's yours. It's yours. But if you needed that job, ultimately... That's not a moral wrong. Yeah, uh, like... There's something wrong with you needing a job. The way our society is structured... That's just a that's just a reality to have food and shelter and the basic necessities. You need money and to get money, you need work. And only one person is going to be hired for this position. And it's not your fault that our society is set up that way and that you have to do these things to survive. The society is bad, but you're not bad for living in the society. Right. Is basically what it comes down to. You're not bad for using your magic to get an edge in that any more than you are for writing a better resume or, you know, whatever other intangible advantages you have in the respect of getting this job or getting this money or, or having this resource. And that's just basic. That's basic spellcraft is accepting. Accepting that. Accepting the consequences of your spellcraft. It's not even <laughs> consequences necessarily. It's the same way you have to accept that you're an organism that has to eat things. We talked about this, I think, in the interview with Guyan. Mm-hmm. Whether you eat animal protein or plants or whatever, you're going to have to eat something to survive. Mm-hmm. Your life is sustained by death. Mm-hmm. That's just 
the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. You are the beast. <laughs> the circle yeah, exactly. And it's not that you have to accept like the consequences of your life is another thing's death. It's just that you have to accept that that's the reality of how your body works. Yeah. And this is the reality of oh, how our so society correct. functions right now. Yeah. Anything you do to to advance yourself to survive <laughs> under these conditions, that's not a crime unless it's literally a crime. In, in which case, it's a different subject. <laughs> okay, so I guess we should probably get out of our... And Elle says, and other animals eat other animals, and yeah. eat plants, etc., etc. We're no more evil than a wolf or a cow. Exactly. 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 It's all just, it's nature. It's part of the way the world works. Now, capitalism isn't nature. No. But the fact that we need these basic survival elements and that they're tied up with capitalism, yeah. we can't fix right now. Right. And so my whole thing when it comes to magic is if you are going to do magic mm -hmm. to advance what you need yep. in this world or what you desire, whatever, however you're looking at it, you need to own that and be yep. okay with it. Yeah. You have to be at peace with you have to the, be fact at peace that, yeah. the fact that what you receive may take away something from someone else. Almost certainly will. Yeah. You taking a resource means that resource doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And that's just reality. And that can be hard to grapple with, but until you do, you're going to really struggle to feel okay with the magic you're doing. I right. Especially I, I, when you're doing it for quote unquote selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. And so just let go of that. Yeah. And that can be hard. I understand that. And that is going to take some shadow work. That or maybe take some shadow work. Take some shadow work or maybe doing some of Gwen's uh, self-improvement magic or whatever. Yeah, self-improvement <laughs> magic. But you're going to have to make peace with that, I think, before you're going to have a lot of success in in money magic or, or in or in any kind of magic that, that our Puritan lifestyles have told us is sinful. Our Tiger Nix summons you to Valhalla Taproom in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Join us there for a wide range of unique meads, craft beers, and mead tales, which are cocktails built around our meads and inspired by classic drinks like the Mojito and the Bloody Mary. Valhalla also serves handcrafted Italian sodas for the designated drivers among us. This week, Ode suggests ordering Bragi, a caramel and apple mixed drink inspired by butterbeer and topped with a stroop waffle. Valhalla is open Thursday through Sunday, Find our hours online at norsnectar.com and follow Valhalla K Zoo on Facebook for upcoming events. Now we're going to talk about how to actually do some money magic. Money magic, prosperity magic, abundance magic, whatever you want to call it, or however you're looking at it. Whatever your frame is. Because mm -hmm. I've included, when I was looking through my, my grimoire and mm -hmm. looking up stuff, prosperity, success, money, luck, financial affairs. The most obvious is color. Right. Color associations. Color associations with money or prosperity magic usually include green, gold, silver, purple, and can also include orange if you include success as an intention. As a component. As a component. I wonder if green as a prosperity color would still apply outside the United States. I don't know. Because our money good. is green, mm -hmm. so that makes sense. But like in many other countries, the money is many colors. Mm -hmm. Which I say correspondences that I listed are general correspondences. Yeah, everyone in the, the chat is saying crops and green, growth or mm -hmm. green. I, I get that, mm -hmm. but that that would be a, a, a correspondence color for growing, not necessarily for money specifically. And it is. And of course, as we know, colors can be for many, many things. Right, yeah. But, but yeah, generally speaking, these are the typical colors that people use because I'm very much into intuitive 
magic if these colors don't work for you. <laughs> right, yeah, do whatever does work for you. Figure out what works for you, what represents whatever it is your intention is. Rabbit says something interesting. Money is green in movies. Our money is blue, purple, and orange, and I still associate green with money. I guess that's because so many movies are made in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Probably. But it would be interesting, Rabbit, to um, to include blue, purple, and orange mm -hmm. as part of a, of a money or prosperity spell since that's the color of your money. So maybe that yeah. is something to consider wherever you are. What is the color of the money that you use yeah. and either... You know, sure, still use green because yeah. that's abundance and growth. And, and if it's associated with money in your mind, in your mind, exactly. That makes sense. But why not use the colors of the money that you have? Mm -hmm. I love that idea. Yeah, I think that's very cool. Yeah, Michelle says. So is plastic a color then? <laughs> <laughs> no, but your debit card probably has some colors on it. Yeah. But <laughs> What, what are the colors associated with your bank? Exactly. What colors are associated with the money that you use? I think that's... The MasterCard the, colors. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is that is associated with money for you. I think that is uh, a really good way to include both intention mm -hmm. and um, follow your inspiration. Don't just go with green. Right, just because it's just standard. Just because it's standard. Use what you want. <laughs> but again, also intention, you know, what is your intention? Are you looking for a fast cash kind of thing? Yeah. Do you just want some money because you have a power bill that you want to do a fast cash spell? Mm -hmm. Then you would get something that absolutely represents money. And for me, that would include... And speed. And speed. Money and something fast. Mm -hmm. And probably a candle that you can, you know, do Coffee. it as a, a quick candle spell. I think coffee actually works really well for prosperity spells because mm -hmm. it, at least for me, coffee has both the speed associations because mm -hmm. it wake you up and they got that caffeine mm -hmm. yep. and the wealth associations because, well, coffee was very expensive back in the day for yeah. one thing. Shit. Good coffee can be expensive today. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a luxury thing. So, you know, like, let's say you need to do, you need to pay your phone bill. Mm -hmm. and it's a specific amount of money that you need within 20 days. Yeah. Give yourself a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, try to do your fast money spell before it's, like, like critical. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> try to give yourself some time. Try, you know. Because you uh, are going to have to do actual physical in the real world looking for money. Mm -hmm. Let's use green. Yes. Because that's standard. <laughs> that's the one you'll find in all the that's books. That's the one you'll find in all the books. So you would take a green candle. Mm -hmm. And then you could use um, essential oils to help anoint that candle for fast money. So you could use things like dill, basil, um, mint. I find citrus works really well. Yep, this. yep. Orange, uh, bergamot is also an is is a really excellent. It's a power booster. It's too. a power booster, and it's excellent for drawing money. Any of those kinds of things. Oh, and if you want to roll it in, you know. The in a corresponding herb, you could do that as well. Dustfeed says use a Starbucks cup for your candle holder. If you can afford Starbucks, you're prosperous, right? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Focus on your intention. I need, let's throw a number out there. I need $300 for my phone bill in 20 days. Yep. And then really focus on that. You know, see yourself getting that money, using that money, using that money specifically Paying and only off your phone bill. for your phone bill. Yep. And then imagine. How relieved you're going to feel when you've oh, paid yes, this phone exactly. bill. And just really focus on that. You know, imagine yourself doing that or whatever it is. See or hear or feel yourself doing these actions. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, how good it feels to pay that bill. And then light that candle. Yep. 
And then are you a watch it burn down person or a leave it alone person? I'm usually a leave it alone and let it burn all the way down until it, it uh, burns itself out. But of course, I stay nearby to a right, you know, because fire Do safety. not leave a candle unattended. Fire safety is important, people. Yeah. Some kind of quick spell that needs to be done within a certain time frame. I always use those mini chime candles. Mm -hmm. Burn in about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. For a match spell, it doesn't make sense to go a whole pillar. Yeah. If you're in a real hurry, get one of the birthday candles. Get a birthday candle yeah. because they have green ones. Yeah. You can get one of the <laughs> A little white candle with a little green stripe on it. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that goes on top of a cake. Sometimes now, though, you can actually find solid little, color solid ones. Solid color yeah. ones. They're slightly longer. Just wait for your money to arrive. Expect it to right. arrive, you know. And this is the other thing I, I like to bring up when we talk about doing this kind of spell work. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you know of anywhere you could possibly get that money, mm -hmm. anywhere, Reach out to those connections. Exactly. Try to physically do the thing that yeah. could get you this money. The point of the spell is to assist you in getting that money. Yeah. So you expect it by going to the to whatever source. Right. You don't just sit at you home sit and, at and home wait for the money to come to you. For a check to come. No, you go out looking for it. Mm -hmm. You you find out if there's, you know, an individual or there's a, a side job you the, can yeah, do. Yeah, there's some ad hoc work. Some, or something that you can a do. Commission. A commission. You have a friend who can loan it to you. Mm -hmm whatever like and the point of the spell is to increase your ability to receive that money within your time frame so that you can pay your bill and then when you get that money you pay your bill you don't use it on anything you don't else. use it on anything else and go Ooh, i can do no <laughs> you use it for exactly what your intention was yep and then your spell is complete and then your spell is complete Hooray! <laughs> and that's and if you don't have like the herbs and the oils, mm -hmm. all you can find is a little fucking green candle. You can just use that. Just use that. Just use that. If you can't even find a green candle, just imagine a green imagine candle. Imagine a green candle. Just imagine yourself. Do it all in astral, as exactly. we talked about in the last episode. Do it all in in you know through energy work. If mm -hmm. you don't, if you can't even find a green candle, yep. you can also do all of this in energy work. Rabbit says, "I find writing down my intention to be very useful." Mm -hmm. Yep, that can help too. Sigils I find are really good yep. for for money. And sometimes I think sigils are writing it down and then you know whether you're keeping that or burning it or whatever i think it's a good idea especially if it's something that you need to focus on going out and getting mm -hmm. keep it somewhere where you can see it yeah so there are <laughs> so and there then are, burn it when you're done or something yeah know? so there are different schools of thought on sigils the original like standard chaos magic way to do sigils is that like you're supposed to burn it destroy it somehow during mm -hmm. activation so that you so that it's just in your unconscious and you never think about it again I personally find it's a lot more effective to put it somewhere that I'll see it regularly. Mm -hmm. In this case, for like a money sigil, I might even put it in my wallet mm -hmm. so that I see it every time I put money in or take money out of my wallet or exactly. I have to get my ID or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, every time you see it again, it gets a little focus ping from you again. Mm -hmm. And there are, speaking of more money spells, there mm -hmm. are money spells that you can do where you have a little pouch or a little little packet with like say a little coin and some herbs yep. in a little green pouch yep, that you just carry with you that you just carry with you in your wallet in your purse mm -hmm. or whatever and that is one of it's a longer spell it's, yep. a, it's a spell where you are having a sustaining amount of money to meet your needs so one of my favorite pieces of money magic to do is uh, called a money jar mm -hmm. or a money pot I make mine out of mason jars, so I just call it a money jar, but I guess traditionally it's called a money pot. Mm -hmm. And so I just you just take a mason jar or a jam jar or whatever, 
um, clean it out really nice. I like to clean it with citrus so that it smells like lemons and also then the citrus adds a little bit to the spell work. Mm -hmm. And then you just put some herbs in the bottom and you put some coins in the bottom. And I write some sigils that have different specific things that I need money for. So mm -hmm. uh, like I have a sigil for can pay rent. I have a sigil for can pay loans. Mm -hmm. I have a sigil for have a job, like all that kind of stuff. I tape those around the inside of the jar mm -hmm. so that I can't see the inside of the jar. I just see the sigils all the way around. And then, like I said, there's some herbs and some coins in the bottom. And I put a stone in there. I use two stones. I like to use citrine for long money and pyrite for fast money. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I put one inside the jar and the other one, I rig up a little cradle out of uh, knotted string that I know I can fit both stones into. And when I need fast money, I put the pyrite on the outside and the citrine on the inside. And when I need long money, I put the pyrite on the inside and the citrine on the outside and they work together. Do you use the jar for multiple spells is like, or do you create a new jar for every time you need a specific thing? No, I just create a money jar mm -hmm. and it is my main money spell mm -hmm. period. All the money work I need goes through this jar at some point. I guess what I'm saying is like, so like if you had to do uh, fast money, you would put the pyrite on the outside, right? Yep. But if you needed it for something else, you would then open it and put the pyrite I on the inside. I would put the pyrite on the inside and i take the citrine out gotcha. for longer term sustained money. Gotcha. And like having the pyrite on the inside, it's still going to get sustained money. It mm -hmm. just is depending on just which one is out is which one it's focused on. Gotcha. Um, so but I guess my question is being answered that yes, you use this as your main spell. Yep. And you just you open I just, it. I just sort of recalibrate it. You yeah. Recalibrate it as you go. And your, whatever your specific needs are. Exactly. Yep. Okay. And all of the money I get goes through the jar at some point. So when I have cash, I put cash in the jar until it's ready to be spent or to go into the bank, and then I take it out and put it in my wallet and take mm -hmm. it to the bank or spend it or whatever. When I have checks, I fold up my check stub and I put that in there. Every every bit of money that I have mm -hmm. goes through the jar at some point. It doesn't always stay very long, mm -hmm. but it goes into the jar because it the energizes. Exactly, the money. it energizes the money. It tells the money make more. Exactly. So so what I do is you you put the money in the jar. Yeah, obviously, you have to open the jar for that. So you open the jar, you put the money in the jar, and you tell the money that it belongs to you now and that. Its job when it goes out into the world, when you spend it, is to find more money and bring it back to the jar. And so when you spend that money and you contribute to the mobility of wealth and mm -hmm. to the, the flow and the exchange and, mm -hmm. and all that, that money goes out knowing it, it's already touched you. Right. And it transfers your energy to other money. Right. Um, you can, in other tills and other banks, right? Right, right. You could probably do um, a similar thing, whether it was a jar or a specific spell, for like if you needed a, a loan for a car mm -hmm. or a loan for a house or for school, create a money jar focused specifically on that situation. Yep. To draw that money to you, and then you go and apply for the loans. Exactly. You absolutely <laughs> could do that. I have just like a permanent money jar, but you could absolutely make like a situational money jar that mm -hmm. you then just like dismantled when you when you had the thing you wanted. Mm -hmm. So part of what I do with the permanent money jar is that there's always some money in the jar. Mm -hmm. I never have 
it completely empty. Usually if I am just like taking my cash to the bank or whatever, I just leave the coins in there mm -hmm. because the coins keep it primed because mm -hmm. that money already knows it's mine. So it right. just stays there. But right. everything else goes out into the world with my breath on it, basically. Right, right. That's very cool. Um, I, I love the idea of being able to change it and yeah, recalibrate calibrated and things of that nature. Brandon mm -hmm. says, I'd def steal this spell, but what if you never use physical cash? Like, do I just rest my debit card in the jar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a debit card or a credit card or anything like that, when you come home at the end of the day, take it out of your wallet, put it in the jar. When you leave, take it out of the jar, put it in your wallet. Yeah. Just remember to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> It just, it just has to be in the jar at some point. Mm -hmm. Or, as I was saying previously, you could do something that has the, the intention of this kind of a, mm -hmm. of a money spell. Yeah. Of a but money that you jar, can keep in your wallet. But that you can keep in your wallet or your purse. Yep. That would help this kind of continual flow intention. Mm -hmm. You just have to kind yeah, of... Yeah, you could, you could recalibrate the money jar for something that was more yeah. portable. Set it to do all the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I would still want it to touch my money at some mm -hmm. point. Who says you can't spell your wallet? You could, yeah. Just, you know, do this, make your wallet into... I would be concerned about my herbs falling out, but other than that... <laughs> put them in a little packet. Put the herbs in a yeah, little packet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> in the wallet. Yeah. What I'm saying is let the wallet be the holder if you hold money or cards or things that, you know, that's where your money mm -hmm. is and you want to have this kind of intention of flow. Yep that Ode was discussing for their money jar, that is something you could make your wallet your vessel. So we've done a variety of job spells in this household, mm -hmm. mostly for car. But talk about some of the, the job spells you've done for car. What, how do you go about that? I think the, the last one we did was actually, or the one that we did a few years mm -hmm. ago, was actually in combination with a spell that we'd been given by our friend, Kenya. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, she she had given Carr a lucky dollar, a lucky dollar yeah. bill that was meant to help him find mm -hmm. work or, or get work. And so we just built upon that lucky dollar. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the actual spell that we did. Yeah. It's written in my grimoire. We used a candle. Mm -hmm. We used, we wrote a spell with his name on it. We wrapped that dollar into a packet mm -hmm. that we... We, know, I think, described the kind of job we wanted yeah, to get. Yeah, we described the job that he was looking for. Yeah. We burned the candle. We said the spell, you know, created yeah. the spell. And then we kept that dollar on the altar for a specific job that he, or the specific type of job he was looking for. And he got that. He had been out of work for a long, a long time. Long while, yeah. And uh, he, I believe he had been employed within the month mm -hmm. after we did that. And so that was really in combination with that, that lucky dollar. And obviously, again, with a job spell, you don't just do the spell and wait for a job to fall on you. No, you go out and you, you search one. He had been putting in application after application. Mm -hmm. He'd been out of work for like 18 months, I think, by that time. And he had been putting in, I can't even tell you how many applications he put in. But after we did that spell, mm -hmm. he continued to put in applications. Yep. And again, within a very short period of time, within a month, I believe it was, he had a job. A lot of magic isn't about, it's about shortcuts, basically, mm -hmm. or cheating the odds, mm -hmm. um, but you still have to put the work in. Here is the thing, though. Okay, I did, at the request of a friend, a very uh -huh. good friend of mine, her husband had a very specific job that he wanted. Right. And so I did, at the request, I did a job spell for them with them online with me, mm -hmm. right? And then I had sent them the components that mm -hmm. they would do on a continual basis right, right. until the job was fulfilled. 
except she was the one who got her dream job. Miscalibrated. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he, he did get a job, but it wasn't his dream job. Right. But she got it within like two weeks. And I was like, okay, so, so just be careful mm -hmm. if you're doing a spell. Make sure you're working with people who are having, who have a united right intention because clearly she had included her own uh -huh. intention, her own desires, her own desires in, in the spell. Cause it was like a seven day mm -hmm. spell. <laughs> and I think she was doing the most of the work. Uh -huh. So she was the one who got the dream job. So, <laughs> so just so you know, Rhiannon Gray says job spells always give me the vibe of a glamor. Like it's making your resume look better without actually changing anything on it. Mm -hmm. Um, that could be because it's really hard to even get an interview. The mm -hmm. statistics are really bad on this. Nowadays, a lot of uh, resumes are actually thrown out before they ever see a human person. Just an algorithm. And most of the time sorts them. Yeah, because they're all mostly online nowadays. Yeah. And, and an algorithm goes through all the resumes and just throws them out if they don't yeah. hit specific criteria. So they never even get to an HR person. So it could be that what your spell does is sneak it past the algorithm. That's right. So that a human person looks at it. And then that human person is drawn to whatever is your qualifications mm -hmm. for the job. Especially if you have um, unusual qualifications, mm -hmm. if you have a unique perspective that the algorithm isn't looking for. I think it's important to include that in a job spell too. Understanding that you are applying online and that in the way things currently are, right. you have to work past that algorithm. Right. You have to make your resume not only has to get past your application, your application has to get past the computer mm -hmm. to the person who's to doing an the hiring. Person. And then once it gets there, you have to get the interview. You have to get the interview and make yourself desirable, both on paper or electronics. Which means you can actually, you can do several layers yeah, of spells so to get a job. Is, so these are layered things that you want to do. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Or a friend recently, I helped with a job spell, who found out that the one that, you know, we used it for a specific mm -hmm. job and she found out that it was better she didn't get that job. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's why your magic doesn't work. Sometimes that's why your magic does not work. You find out later you would have It was been, to your advantage. It was to your advantage. You would have been very unhappy because you thought it was the, the best job ever, but it turned out to be a mistake. Or the people you would have had to work with sucked. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, there's all kinds of reasons. So don't just think you, you messed up. There could be a very specific reason why. You so, sometimes you're being protected. Sometimes sometimes your ancestors are looking out for you. That's right. Like, um, we've talked about this oh, on yeah. the podcast before. This happened too. Carr was going to a specific, he was going to an interview, I think, yeah. for a specific job. This was years after the, yeah. the spell that we did. He was going to an interview for a job. We did some divination mm -hmm. to see how the interview would go. Yeah. And the response we got was, do not go to this interview. Mm -hmm. Instead, go drive around to this random location mm -hmm. and a job will come to you. And we were like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And yet he did it. But he did it. And he now is co-owner of the Uh-huh. <laughs> so it worked out. So it worked out. But it was very, it was a it very was so baffling random. instruction. We And we were like, that, the, Which Gwen and I were like, you don't have to do this because this we don't understand. Yeah, exactly. But he chose to do <laughs> but, it. But yeah, he was like, no, I'm going to follow the no, divination. Follow the divination with the ancestors. And the ancestors were looking out for him. And That's right. And here we are. We're in Took him in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that literally is why we are now in Kalamazoo. Yeah. That, that led. So it's uh, funny how those things work out. Mm-hmm.
So some other things that you can use for obviously for money spells. You know, what type of what type of herbs or oils can you use? Personally, if you can use it as a as a dry herb, you can probably use it in an oil form too. Although you'll have to check uh, check. How if it needs to be in a carrier oil yeah, yeah. and all that kind of that stuff. Kind of stuff. Well, that's only if you're dressing the candles because you can also create a money jar and just with the oils. Yeah, with the oils, just dropping the oils in there at the bottom. Not if you're going to put your money in and take it out. True, true. You so. would, this would be now. This was what I was going to yeah. say earlier is that sometimes I have made a spell jar that I've sealed with wax. Mm -hmm. That's very similar. You know, people do that. Yep. So I would say in that case, if you're going to do a spell jar that or spell vial mm -hmm. um get one of those little vial like those little vial ne necklaces put your essential oils that you use in the bottom mm -hmm. and then put all your herbs and anything else anything you don't want removed right and that can include a dollar bill if you can include it if you can or get it wrapped up small enough to get in there you or can, if it's a bigger jar you right know, you can write your intention on a piece of paper roll that up put that in there mm -hmm. and then you seal it mm -hmm. with a corresponding color wax yeah I don't like that as well for money jars, just because I feel like that sort of stops up. It does. I, I agree. The energy. Mm -hmm. But if that's how but if that's how you roll, yeah. go for it. Just that's just a me thing personally. Mm -hmm. Is that I, I like I a money jar to be mobile. Mobile. Yeah, I can see that. You get one of those little treasure chest boxes from like a craft store. Oh yeah. And you do that as a, as your little money. Yeah. Pot. Okay. okay I, I I sense a trip to my. <laughs> You put some chocolate coins in it. <laughs> I, I sense the trip to Michael's coming up. Go with what you are feeling and use the colors that work for you. Some of the herbs that are associated or things that are associated mm -hmm. from nature, basil, black-eyed peas, which are very popular. Yes, that's in, classic. That's classic. In the South. Absolutely. It's that's, uh, that's in the New Year's it is. soup, it's isn't part, it? Yeah. yeah, it's part of, you make black-eyed peas soup yep. uh, as part, or black-eyed peas and ham or yeah. something. Yeah, and, and it's in ham, I think, yeah. yeah. For, for the new year, yep. for prosperity. And good um, luck. And sink foil, chamomile, dill, echinacea, fern, ginger. Ginger seems like a good one. That's another one of those, like, a rich spice. That's right. And it kind of helps, you know, energize and speed mm -hmm. things up. Fava bean, sage, myrtle, bergamot, obviously, patchouli, bay, pine, the pine mm, needles. Pine needles. Mm -hmm. Or a pine cone. Now, pine cone would work. I want to roll a pine cone in glue and then in glitter and make Ooh. a glittery pine cone yeah, for the, wealth. It's not just for Christmas decorations no. anymore. It's now for wealth. <laughs> and who said get, a, get a glittery pine cone. That's right. Bamboo, of course, lucky bamboo. It is not just for, for luck, but also prosperity yep. and money. So you can have one in your house growing in your house and create that as part of your spell and view it, ask it to be an ally with you. Rabbit is saying money crafts. And yeah. frankly, a lot of spell work is arts and yeah, crafts, on, <laughs> in my experience. It. And then rice can be, can oh, be yeah, yeah. used as well as um, mint, uh, nutmeg. But right. blue iris, I was reading, is actually one that can be good for just general financial affairs, especially if you're having to deal with loans, anything to do with a bank account, mm. Or like IRA accounts, or if you're one of those people who actually can have one. Rannon says, I've become a very heavy user of skull cap for job and house hunting mm. because of its association with contract binding. Oh, I think that's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anything where you have to sign a contract, mm -hmm. uh, which you, you should for jobs. <laughs> yes. Yes. But also, um, you can also use honeysuckle, um, mm, yes. both the oil or the blossoms, as well as cinnamon, the powder or the oil. Or the and, stick. Or the stick. And that helps speed things up. The point is, be creative. Yes. 
And then there's one more kind of money magic that I don't use a ton, but that I have seen around and that's very interesting, where you mark your money. Mm -hmm. so, I've done that with like a sigil. Yeah, or, with a sigil or so, and obviously don't know anything that's illegal in your area because some oh, no. places it's illegal to, to deface money. True. Like if you have uh, a bill that you can write on that you, that you can spend, even if you don't normally have cash, mm -hmm. um, if you can get some cash for this kind of a work, you can do something very similar to what I do with the money jar, which is you can write on, you can write your name. So the one I saw ages and ages ago was that you cross out the name of the treasurer on the bill and you write your name underneath, very small, so that it's not like, so that it won't interfere with right. like it going through an ATM or anything like that. Because mm -hmm. minor marks on bills don't, that are not significantly defacing are usually okay. Mm -hmm. And then you, you can write your intention for the money to come back to you around the edges of the bill. Oh, okay. So like I said, that's that's something where you have to sort of tread a line and check what the yeah, check what the the legalities are in your area. But that's another way to to spread the money mm -hmm. um, and and teach it that it's yours and to bring money back to you. Mm -hmm. I've also um, if it's a bill that is going into a money jar that is going to not be opened again. Mm -hmm remain in place somewhere on an altar right. or in a, specific, a sealed money jar a sealed money jar in a specific location then i have written sigils on the, on there with the specific intention included for that on that money and you can also use knot work get some yarn mm -hmm. or some string mm -hmm. or something that you can uh braid or not and do a witch's ladder you know create a spell a money spell whether with your specific intention. And there's another thing where you could write your intention out or you could write, uh, create a sigil and you could uh, attach it to the front. Like make, you know. Or you could attach a bill to it. Yeah, attach a bill, yeah. you know, get a hole punch. Or a paper clip. Or a paper clip and, uh, you know, attach it to rope or mm -hmm. yarn or whatever you're, you're not. using. You're not. Um, Swan says something interesting, which is I write checks to myself and save that on the altar. Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's another interesting one. Mm-hmm. If you have checks, I don't if have you checks, have checks, you use checks, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, obviously you have to um, you have to adapt things to whatever your situation is. Like I very rarely have cash. Yeah, but when I, I have it a lot more now because I get paid in tips. That's true. But um, but when I do have cash, you know, sometimes I do like to save it, share the wealth, mm -hmm. you know, to to someone or to uh, create money spells or abundance or prosperity mm -hmm. or or whatever. And I don't, and I'm, I usually say, change. oh, worst case scenario, you can always use Monopoly money. That's true. Because then it represents what it looks, you want it still, to represent. It still represents money. Mm hmm Exactly. So you don't have to use real You don't money. have to spend real money. You yeah. don't have to spend real money to create Shit, If you don't have stuff. a game of Monopoly, get a piece of paper and a picture of a bill and scribble mm -hmm. out like a really shitty representation of yeah. a dollar. Yeah. Use that. Whatever you need to do. However it works for you. Because the intention is always the point. Yep. And be specific, as we have always said. Yes. Know what clarity. It is. Clarity. Know what it is you want the money for. You know? And how much you and want how and much how you fast want. you want it. And if it is for your monthly bills mm -hmm. or your monthly expenses or just general living, you know, have that in mind. Yeah. I mean, what I set for my money jar is just to have enough to accomplish these things. Right. Exactly. And whatever that amount is that's necessary to accomplish those it things, will, it will, that's the amount the money jar generates. Right. So that it doesn't is, generate extra. It just gets me exactly that. what you need. Yep. So as long as you have clarity in what it is your money jar or your spell, your 
whether it's abundance or prosperity or luck in finances right. or whatever it is, you're good to go. And remember, again, it doesn't have to be for money. If you nope. need lumber to finish a building project right. or firewood mm -hmm. or food for your kitchen mm -hmm. or whatever, you can adapt all this kind of work to any kind of resource you need. And that goes back to this idea, this concept that abundance is not necessarily cash yeah. or money. It, abundance is, you know, if whatever what you, it is that you need. If what you really need is groceries, mm -hmm. you don't have to do a spell that's a fast money spell mm -hmm. to get you $300 to buy groceries. Mm -hmm. You can do a spell just for groceries. Mm -hmm. And then however those groceries come to you. Well, you go looking for the right, opportunities. And like you go to a food pantry, mm -hmm. you go to a neighbor and ask if you can go through their garden. Uh, you go like, coupons, exactly. So that your money, your, your bill is, uh, is more manageable, more manageable, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. You don't do the spell for the money to buy groceries. And if the best way to get you the groceries is money, you'll get the money, mm -hmm. right? But you do the spell for groceries because that's what you actually need. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to defining what is prosperity, what is abundance, and what is it that you actually need. Yeah. And don't stop at money just because that's how you've been trained to think of resources. Right. You've been trained by society to think, I need money to do everything. Right. But mm -hmm. you don't necessarily. What you need is groceries. What you need is shelter. What, what you, you need, need is a job. a job, right? What you need is X, Y, or Z. Right. But but what you need is not necessarily X amount of money. Right. You need that money to have a thing. Right. So you can do the magic just to have the thing. Exactly. And if the easiest way for the magic to get you that thing is to give you money, it'll do that. And if the easiest way for that magic to get you the thing is something else, it'll do that instead. Mm -hmm. Magic takes the path of least resistance every time. Exactly. Okay. I think that's everything. I think we've covered it because we've given some basic spell ideas. We've given some ingredient lists and we've gone philosophical yeah so <laughs> a little too much on philosophical probably yeah you can find us on google three pagans and a cat.com that's the number three pagans and a cat.com we are on all the social media we are not always active right but, but we're, we're present but we're present on papios pagan on youtube on facebook on twitter we have on the discord I'm on Instagram. There's a lot of ways to look for us, but yeah, the, the best way to start finding us is threepagansandacat.com or to Google Three Pagans and a Cat. You can support this podcast mm -hmm. on uh, Patreon, and we appreciate all those who do support us financially. We It really helps us out a lot and uh, allows us to keep doing this, even without Carr, mm -hmm. who hopefully one day will return, because... It's weird not to have him here because yeah. he always thinks of things that we might not and consider. And he thinks that's a lot. Yeah, he does. We're missing his perspective. We're missing his perspective. But yeah, oh, and tell your friends. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Listen.